Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. What is up, everybody? Uh, Ryan here with Torture Talk Podcast. And we have uh, a guest on today and the lovely Tamara. Oh, my God. I feel like it's been forever. It has been my a while. Fault. Like uh, just coordinating everything lately has been really hard um but it's really nice to have you on the podcast i don't know someone was telling me the other day that um what did they say they said when are you bringing tamra back on the podcast and i was like bro she's busy i was like what's the problem was it my mom (laughs) no she they were like it's she's it's so much better when she's on the podcast (laughs) i didn't know like whether to take that as like a shot to me or if it was like just high praise for you. That's hilarious. Or a little of both. So uh, odds are two out of three of those include me. So maybe I'm just not the best host. I don't know. No, you're great. Thank you, Tamara. I appreciate you so much. My (laughs) wife listens to all these now, which is like super cool. Shout out Stephanie and the kids in the car because that's when she listens to it. They're probably... Uh, not doing anything. So, Evie and Asher, listen to your mom and pay attention. All right. So, a couple announcements before we introduce our guest. Uh, we are, um, we've closed the December training, but we have some other trainings coming up. Uh, make sure you go to garagedoorU.com. Uh, check out the sales training button, it'll take you to a form. On that form, there's a drop down with the dates available. And uh, I think it's a two-page form, so the second page has the pricing on it, whatever. If you have any questions, need anything, feel free to hit me up. Um, don't hesitate. And then uh, we are about to announce, if we haven't already by the time this drops, uh, a sign-up for Mike McCallowicz to uh, do a 45-minute exclusive with us. Uh, if you don't know Mike McCallowicz, he's the author of Profit First. He's uh, rolling out a new book on leadership. Right now, I'm all about leadership because um, as conceited as this may sound or or lazy, uh, I either thought I had arrived in leadership because I had so much training or I got um, complacent with leadership and I stopped developing as a leader. And there's consequences to both of those. Uh, And so now I'm full-fledged in working every day to improve my shortcomings, finding my blind spots and being a better leader. And uh, I'm not sure as business owners, we put enough focus and energy into that. So listen, the reason I bring all that up is he's going to be teaching us uh, some steps on leadership through his book that he wrote and is going to be launching by registering for this, the event. Uh, it's like 20 bucks. Uh, GDU members get it free. And uh, you get a book, we'll drop ship it to your house and uh, and we'll handle, we'll, you, you get on, we get to do Q&A with them. So do it. You're going to love it. 
Um, and then lastly, don't forget GDU Summit. Uh, we should be live now. This is releasing Tuesday, beginning of December. We should be live with our sign-up. Uh, it's going to be days before IDA Expo in Vegas. Listen, again, it's on leadership and culture. Day one is going to be in a conference room, like a, like a ballroom at the Sahara, where most people are staying. Come in a few days early. Go to that. I'm going to be teaching all the things I'm learning. I think it's going to be eye-opening. Uh, it's definitely going to motivate you to be a better leader. We brought in Steve Smith. He is a killer. Uh, not only is he one of our keynotes, but he is also spending a few days with us in person. So he's going to be available to you to answer questions, hanging out, doing fun stuff, all that. Day two is going to radically change the way you look at business. Day two is going to be a whole day at Zappos. We booked the whole freaking day at Zappos. So all of us are traveling to Zappos to do a culture tour. We're going to learn how they do business, what makes them different, uh, how they maintain employees. They do some of the most radical crazy things like pay people to leave after training. If they're willing to take the money and leave, they say they don't want them. Or how instead of having a goal of like four or five minutes uh, of online purchase and get off the phone, stop being so transactional, their goal is to have their, their customer service routes to be on the phone more than eight minutes. They're flipping KPIs on their heads and making a customer-centric, employee-centric business that is highly profitable and super successful. So you want to get all the inside information on what they do and how they do it. We're going to be there all day learning. And you're going to get access that no one, to my knowledge, has ever had um, when it comes to Zappos. Like, I don't think anybody's done like a full day thing there. Um, the guy that's going to be our guide and also uh, kind of our keynote speaker is uh, he moved up through the ranks. He actually got a job at Zappos as, um, what do you call it, a barista? A barista, yeah. He was a freaking barista. Now he's head of culture. Uh, he used to come in and bring his um, his guitar um, and play music for people. And um, what's crazy is uh, like they recognize him and how he brought uh, a, a good spirit and they wanted to um, they wanted to reward him, so they promoted him. He kept getting promoted. Now he's head of culture. He's doing tours. He's doing public speaking. He's uh, a keynote. Like, this dude's freaking awesome. I got to meet with him. Super happy guy. Gets it. Just gets it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, listen, I'm telling you, this was fundamentally rocked my world when I did the tour, like, I don't know. 10 years ago. Um, and, and, and if you, if you go there and you do that and you hear me talk and you see my Aaron overhead doors business, you'll see how much of an impact it made because I based a lot of decisions off of that. Um, so long story short, we have a guest today that I want to introduce you to. These people are hungry. They, they want to expand their growth into our industry they're um they're smart. Uh I believe that no one has perfected the uh dispatch software industry for home services. And these guys have a great opportunity to do it. And I want to introduce you to Didi at Workies. 
Uh, I have a bio. Let me just read this uh, real quick. Uh, Didi is a growth hacker, inside sales expert, startup builder, and investor. After co-founding Sysense, uh, did I pronounce that right? Uh, he now holds the position of CEO at Workies. His commitment to field service management and the pursuit of excellence is the domain via Workies' FSM software. Is matched only by his dedication uh, to empowering and fortifying the Workies team. I can tell you firsthand, just in my interactions with Workies, uh, they are going hard after the garage door industry, home services. Um, they have definitely made a dent in, uh, in, in the market share. And uh, I'm pleased to introduce the CEO of Workies, DD. How are you? Hello there. How are you, Ryan? Doing well, man. Thank you for taking the time out of running your uh, your busy business uh, and, and uh, joining us here. I know GDU has partnered with you guys and uh, is offering solutions to our GDU members. And, um, and we've, we've been building this relationship for a little bit. And I think there's, there's a great opportunity for uh, a company like yours to, to gain a lot of market share over the next few years in, in, the, in the home services industry. There's a lot of companies um, that I, I believe in charging what you're worth, but you can't charge a premium and deliver poor customer service. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like garage doors. That's yeah. like, it's it always comes the same way. I mean, so, something missing in my bio. Uh, I was a service guy for a long time in LA. No way. And I do realize uh, the relationships between uh, the software world and the service world. There are so many similarities, and we do see a lot of uh, service guys actually opening software shops uh, and being very successful. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much you know about me, but I came from software and went into garage doors. And so, uh, you know, that was, wow. yeah. so I was in the automotive industry for a while and then got recruited to, um, which you may be familiar with internet brands cause they're out of, uh, they're out of California. There's uh, LA. Um, I want to say, is that El Segundo? They're like across the street from LAX, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, after about a year and a half there, I got recruited to a software startup company called Contact at Once. And their their primary um, focus was connecting consumers that would normally come to your website and leave to the business uh, through the way of uh, like instant chat and or text messaging. And uh, they were very early. They, they patented um, a live chat uh, button or text link in in paid advertising. Um, and they ended up, well, we ended up uh, closing some pretty big deals with some big manufacturers, including um, like Ford Direct. And um, we got into uh, AutoTrader and Cars.com and, and deployed our product on their sites, connecting connecting shoppers. And it was very interesting. Uh, but, but I was uh, head of sales there for a while. And uh, led the sales team direct to direct the dealer team, and um, and then that company got acquired. And uh, about eight nine months later, they started layoffs, and I was um, pretty much on the first round of that. So um, I'm uh, I'm 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 glad to be in the home services world. I think the people are sweet and love them to death. Um, 
I do miss software a little bit, but the travel was brutal. And uh, I was away from home a lot and I got a young family. So I'm trying to do a better job um, being active in, in my kids' lives. So I knew I couldn't do that in software. So here I am. Uh, it's funny that you say story. that, you know. Uh, the, the last sentence is like, uh, um, this is a bomb, right? Uh, you want to spend more time with your family, right? And it's funny, this is exactly what we want you to do as, as a software company. Uh, because we were these guys. I mean, me and my partners, uh, my partner was a very successful locksmith in San Diego. I was less successful, but still, we only wanted to get home uh, and provide. You know, that's it. Get home early and provide, which in many cases contradicts. And we realized that very early uh, stages in our, our professional lives, it's all about the admin work that we didn't like. Mm -hmm. I mean, really like the service. I mean, the service is great. You just travel around and you fix stuff and you install stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, I hated doing invoices and uh, getting back to clients and asking them, how was my service, blah, blah, blah. Today, I love it, but I hated it back in the days. Yeah, uh, for sure. If you ask what is work is all about, getting you home earlier. This is what we do. And enjoying what you do, right? Because that's the you know, first I, thing. Yeah, always. I, we we found we found a happy medium. I actually got uh, while I was at the software company, I had left for for a little while, and um, I had gotten recruited to a data company to sell data, um, automotive data to to companies uh, like Toyota and um, a, a bunch of others. Like KBB was our biggest competitor. Anyway, long story short, um, the hours were nine to five, Monday through Friday or eight to four or something like that. And uh, I just remember like, you know, my wife was so happy. She was like, oh, you're going to be life changing for you. And then I would come home and I'd be grumpy all day. And she's like, I thought that this was going to be what you needed. But honestly, I can tell this is making you miserable. So go do what you need to do, like whatever. And it was funny because like, I think the day she told me that I got a phone call from one of my, um, the executives back at the software company, or somehow we got, we got in a conversation and, uh, the conversation came up about me going back and, um, they offered me and I ended up going back. But, um, that was, that was a really, uh, that was a really weird thing. You think, you think just working less hours might make you happy because you get to um, to spend time with family, but uh, it, it didn't. I needed to have purpose. I needed to believe in what I was doing, and um, and still want to spend time with family. So, so just the time with family wasn't fulfilling, right? Uh, I, I think well, I lost purpose. Um, so, Didi, tell me a little bit about how. Workies got started, man. Like, I imagine you in a garage somewhere, frustrated, writing everything down or something, and then being like, "Screw it, I'm gonna start my own software." Like, how did this thing get started? So basically, again, you're running a service business, and suddenly you realize all the uh, hoops that you need to uh, go through in order to be successful. When you're one guy, it's easy. I mean, uh, for, for me, it was, you know, traveling the four or five and. Uh, I'm old, right? So I was using payphones back in the days. 
but uh, you know, at some point you realize that in order to grow, you need to start advertising, hire more people. This is where the challenges, the real challenges comes by. You need to basically put a, put a lot of work in order to make your business successful. It's the hiring, training, retaining. I mean, all businesses have them, but then you need to feed these guys, right? So what should they do? Should you hire subs? Should you hire full-time employees? And then you need to feed them full-time. So you need to start advertising, uh, but then you don't really know what's working and what's not. So if you're smart, you hire somebody. If you're uh, stubborn like me, you would hire uh, uh, somebody cheap uh, and then try to learn it the hard way. But at some point, you, you realize that many of these those tedious and admin tasks can be automated. So my partner basically realized uh, very early in the days that in order to uh, you know, have 30 technicians in uh, the entire West Coast, he needs to automate most of the things that he does. That he does. Mm-hmm. So he started his, you know, they brought in servers to the office. It was, again, uh, a long, long time ago uh, with routing phone numbers from Google Ads to, uh, to the right uh, technician. Uh, within time, you got really on all these guys that basically helping you to do just uh, just those things much, much cheaper. Yeah. And, you know, selling this company in very high profit, uh, many people came to, to him and told him, Dan, you should do that for us. And after a few uh, years of, uh, uh, you know, advising those guys, said, well, everybody needs the same thing. They need a way to automate their scale. Um, so it started from a locksmith, you know, word to mouth, a few hundreds uh, uh, businesses around the West Coast. Everybody really enjoyed what we were, what we were doing. We were damn cheap back to back in the days, uh, and you know, the word came to carpet cleaning, garage door, and it just grew and grew and grew uh, to the point that it is today. We're uh, we're serving. About 100,000 technicians in the United States today. Uh, we have hundreds of employees all around the world. Uh, some in Israel, some in San Diego, some in New York. Uh, and we, and that's what I like most about what we do as, as a company. Yes, we are CRM for field service. But what we really do is helping those guys grow without investing more time, without spending their weekends on just going over unpaid invoices. That's what really makes me and Dan happy. Uh, yeah. And yeah. the entire company is working very hard in order to achieve that uh, basic thing. I mean, it's called growth without the hard work uh, at, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I mean, coming from software, obviously, I feel like software is a great solution um, to minimize the amount of hours you work. Um, reduced cost of overhead for additional employees, job responsibilities, like especially these days, like software is becoming more and more like um, automated, right? And uh, what I've found, and, and you know, it's, it's no secret, everybody knows that I use Service Titan. So, uh, but also everybody knows that I have some frustrations with it. Like w- one thing that I think, um, and I guess everybody can charge what they want, right? Uh, but one thing that really, I think that there's a lot of products or services. Like, okay, well, let me let me just back up real quick. 
software companies do a really good job of one thing that home service companies don't do. And that is charging for the value received instead of what the actual cost of the product is, right? So um, let's say, for instance, um, you know, you got server time, you got developers, um, you got you got uh, you got UI UX people, um, you got support people, you got salespeople, you got your executive team. Like all that is is labor intensive, but there's very little um, to no uh, overhead as far as like products concern, right? It's mostly labor for the most part. Um, so with that, I would say, um, I would say like, if you're going to be a premium service, uh, I'm okay being charged what it's, what, what it's the value perceived by the company selling it or, or like, like based off of the amount of money, maybe they save you or enable you to make. Uh, where where I think I get frustrated with software is when they kind of nickel and dime you for everything, right? So um, Service Titan uh, in the beginning was phenomenal. I think they took a bunch of investor money and uh, shipped their focus from consumer to, um, to, you know, uh, satisfying their, their, um, shareholders. And what you saw was a shift in mentality where instead of developing the product to make it better for, uh, current users, they developed the product in order to charge more. And, uh, and these are items that were pretty basic and most like CRM systems outside of home services, uh, but but being charged dramatically uh, more than they should, in my opinion, for an add-on product that should have been included. So um, I notice you guys do packages. Uh, they 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 seem to be fairly affordable, especially for smaller companies. It looks like you have like a grow with me uh, type mentality. You can start uh, on a small budget and then zero grow. an actual zero. That's how you start free service. We do believe because I was, I was that guy. I was one guy, you know, I couldn't afford the software. Why would, when you start, I mean, start, it's like Google calendar. It's free. There is a reason for it to be free, right? It helps you to manage. You don't really need a software uh, that expensive just to run your very simple business, I guess. You build up your client base, you build your expertise, you need the car, you need the equipment. You cannot work without it. You can work without a field service software. However, with field service software, you can be more successful. We figured out that if we're going to give, if it's easy enough to use, and we're not really want to sell to these one man, uh, uh, you know, uh, businesses, uh, we might as well give it for free because once they're going to get bigger, uh, I. I do believe that they're going to stay with us. They're going to stick around. And this is exactly the case. We can afford having a lot of premium uh, customers when they're small. Once they get bigger, it's very obvious for them because they already see the value. And you're absolutely right. Just like in garage doors, by the way, just like in, like in the locksmith business, you can charge whatever you want as long as you provide the, the value and you, and you actually show that. And right. value is not always the equipment that you install. It's actually the fact that you answer 
excuse my French, the bloody phone. Answer yeah. the bloody phone. Why? Because the customer expect that. People mainly in the in, in the software industry forget that this is what they need to do. Okay, I need to answer your phone call because if I'm not going to do that, in our average is like four minutes right now. This is between a phone call to, to an actual solution. You're going to miss a sale because you're in the field right now trying to, I don't know, do a buy now, pay later, for instance. Yeah. Or you're trying to uh, transact with a credit card and it doesn't work. Maybe it's your problem, maybe, maybe it's the customer problem, but you need a handhold. And it happens so many times in a day because, you know, we're at large scale. We know that we need to be there at the right moment. And once you do that, I don't know, a couple of hundred bucks is really cheap for yeah. making this happen. So that's our point of view of the entire service industry, and we actually eat our own dog food. We believe that the customer rules, and if we deliver the best software, you deliver the best service to your customers. It's a win-win-win situation. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. I think that um, I think that that's a crazy thing that you do to offer free because uh, just knowing software and home service people. I imagine you guys offer support. Do you guys offer support for people that pay zero? Uh, it's, to be honest, no. But okay. I was going to uh, say, how do well, you pull that off? Hold because, on. Hold on. Yeah. But if you're going to call, we're not going to uh, be a needy piggy. We're just going to give you help. And again, the main reason is that you're in trouble right now. And if we're going to give you a hand right now, you'll never forget about it. So it's not a crazy overhead. That's why we're still doing that, even though it says only chat support. Uh, but again, as long as it's not a crazy overhead on the company, I mean, do well and well, we'll come back to you. It's like basic karma. I think that's amazing, right? When we're talking about the power of WOW, uh, the book and Zappos and culture and the way they built their business, it's a very similar mentality to what you're explaining now, right? Um, you know, uh, I often equate it to uh, crack in the the early, what was that, late late 80s, early 90s. Um, you know, you give them a taste, get them hooked, and then uh, and then then they buy your product, right? Um, you, you know, really, you show them the value. Yeah. Many people don't realize, you know, we say, okay, a, a job can cost between 300 bucks to a few thousands if you're in garage door. I mean, it's, if it's installment or, or a fix, right? Yeah. Or service. Um, why would I pay, I don't know, a service styling cost a few hundred bucks per license? Uh, work is, this is the entire package, uh, the minimum package, right? Um, many people don't realize uh, why, why they should even pay that for a piece of software that, I don't know, I can get invoice to go for free. Come on, let's, let's face it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, once they realize that they can make a, a whole lot of money just by using a software, it, it makes sense. Okay, they will pay even more. Actually, most of our customers come by a year, two years later and said, you, you guys are too cheap for what you give us. Mm-hmm. I love to hear that. It doesn't yeah. mean that I'm going to increase pricing. It just means that but I'm But you should always part. deliver more value than you're charging. I extend, to be honest. It yeah. should always be extend. It, always. Uh, Jake Wold um, made a great comment. You know, uh, when he was on the podcast last time, he was talking about how he hired... Um, Megan likes mm-hmm. as like a fractional CFO yes. and Megan told him, Hey, you got to raise your prices. 
And he's like, I can't raise my prices because uh, I, I haven't figured out how to deliver more value. I'm right. not going to raise prices just to raise prices. Uh, I will raise prices, but I first need to figure out how I can increase the value to justify the price increase. And I think every business owner uh, should be working on that and trying to figure out how do we deliver more value all the time, all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Somer USA and Somer Group want to thank you for an incredible year and the trust you've put in them and their products. As you know, Somer places high value on relationships, education, customer service, innovation, and professionalism. And they are grateful to you for your part in the fostering and dissemination of these values. If there is any way Somer can support you in your journey, whether through their products, the values they hold to, or the knowledge Somer has gained through interaction with door dealers across the world, please reach out to the team at your convenience. They are here to serve you. Again, thank you from the entire Somer team. Check them out at SomerUSA.com. Tell them Ryan sent you. I'll give you an example. Um, and, and again, it goes directly towards win-win-win situation. We always care about the end customer because, again, if the end customer is not, is not going to be happy, you're not going to be in business very shortly. Okay, So we're, we're trying to reduce this friction between a technician that loves to do their job but doesn't like people. Okay, It happens a lot. Uh, we, we're introducing, uh, for, uh, from time to time, we, we introduce new features like the booking uh, platform. Many people don't like to uh, work with uh, phone calls. Younger people just like to chat all day. But a booking platform can be, uh, you know, uh, nice to have on the website, but it can actually be a promoter for the website. It can be a promoter for your services. And if the company, what we do, is work all day long just to uh, create a better conversion rate for your website, and we manage to double your conversion rate just by placing our item in your website, we already made, made two impacts, okay? Customer is happy because they have a good experience of booking and you just make more money. That's one way of looking at it. That's pure experience. Uh, this, by the way, it goes free in the, in the freemium. You actually get that. Okay? Yeah, Why? booking on the free yeah. option? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Again, the main reason hey, is Didi. it helps you grow. You Once doing, you grow, bro? you're going to be with me. Yeah, no, I agree. That's crazy though, man. I, I think there there is some hesitation from people because, you know, we have a marketing agency, so we always encourage, um, you know, add text, add chat, add um, everything and um, add online booking, add call 24-7, you know, like let people know you want to talk to them, but not everybody can pick up the phone. Maybe they got a screaming baby in the room. And they can't do that. You know, maybe they can't chat because, you know, they can't they can't sit by the computer and wait for you to respond for, you know, back and forth for 15, 20 minutes. But online booking is great. Like, it's so easy. But we get so much pushback from business owners. They're like, oh, I don't want people to have that much control over my schedule. Yes, you do. Like, you literally do. Um, and here's the thing about it, too, right, is that let's say they book it and it doesn't work for you. Maybe they're on the whole other side of town on a different side of your service area and there's no way you can make it. It's simple. You pick up the phone and you treat it like a lead gen. Mr. Smith, 
Thank you for booking online. My name is Ryan. I'm the owner of Aaron Overhead Doors. I just wanted to call and thank you and also let you know that I, I, although the appointment did show available on my website, we're on the complete opposite side of town and there's no way we're going to be able to make it today. However, what I'd like to do for you is I'm going to waive the service fee if you allow us to come tomorrow between this time and this time for the inconvenience. How does that work for you? And then get them hooked, get them scheduled, and go out there and do your job. And and I think I love it. Absolutely love it. Handling that, uh, but so many business owners are too concerned about what if they book and I can't make it, or what if they book and this and that. Don't worry about it. It's really I look at it more like a legion tool than I do an actually booking tool personally. Um, and so I want to, I, Most I, businesses I, are like you exactly, by the way, more, more than yeah. 80% of the businesses, this is what we call an unscheduled jobs. Mm-hmm. And you have a message at the end of the booking. Uh, this is like only a placeholder. We're going to call you to just to yep. confirm. I didn't hear too many calls and we, because we're also an embedded phone system. Yeah. Uh, we didn't hear too many calls that people are actually canceling those jobs. Uh, in almost 100% of the cases, you gain uh, about 11% conversion rate just on, on adding a booking widget to your uh, website. And if you don't do that, you, you're missing a lot of jobs. Yeah, I agree. And I don't want to make this all about the booking feature, but I think it's great that you add that into the freemium um, option. Like, I think that's really cool. So um, congratulations to you. I mean, and the fact that you know, you don't you don't advertise that you support the free option, but you're willing to be there in the event of an emergency or like a I need it type of situation. Um, because I imagine just knowing software and how it works and knowing kind of the the home service industry and the business owners aren't all super tech savvy. That could end up being like the Achilles heel of the business model like you trying to do something really special and give, but it ends up eating up and you have to overstaff your support team. Um, based, like it's easy to identify how much support you need uh, by paying customers. But if you had to add a whole bunch of support for non-paying customers, it throws your numbers off, eats into your profit. So um, I, I definitely see that being um, an issue that you have figured out a way to overcome. So congratulations to you. And I think it's a huge win for these small startups and, you know, one man shows that like to use your software. They they are growing with us. I mean, tremendously. I mean, it's, it's a big success for, for uh, this, this entire initiative. So obviously we're doing something right. And uh, to your point, very much like garage doors, if you're going to uh, install a quality uh, system and it's going to be easy to operate, you're not going to get too many service calls. And only once they're going to need to replace, I don't know, the yearly, the annual uh, service is going to be there. Great. But other than than that, you're not going to have a great overhead. And as as an evidence, uh, work is, is, uh, and you can see it on my background, right? We're uh, we're almost number one in every category in, uh, in, uh, in field services for ease of use. We are really trying our best for people not to call us because it needs to be damn simple. And if it's not that simple, we're going to change it to be damn simple because otherwise it's just going to take months over months to uh, onboard somebody. Mm-hmm. We want technicians to, to have an app that is self-explanatory. 
Nobody needs, uh, I don't know, three, four days, few weeks of training just to work yeah. with the software. Like you don't need to do that with a driller. You just take a driller and you push it and it works, right? Yeah. Of course, it doesn't, it doesn't work with the same with, with service, right? You need, if you're an HVAC guy, you need to learn a lot in order to be in service. But, you know, yeah. most, most technicians do not need that. I feel like um, this is a good topic too. We talk a lot about answering the phones and everybody wants the phone to ring. Uh, and everybody watches the phone volume, but how many people are tracking email leads and uh, online bookings and making sure that those are increasing. The the business that I used to work with um, is what um, was all about working with call centers too. And what's interesting about call centers is they, they quickly found out that when they implemented uh, features like live chat, uh, like instant messaging and chat on the website is that they were able to handle multiple at the same time, ultimately being able to reduce the overhead staff and making, making the call center more profitable. But the, uh, the, the main challenge that they had was the interruption of the un, in, unanticipated phone call, right? Because they had to be available. That's the, like, if your answering service doesn't answer the phone, then it, it's non-existent. Like there's zero value there. So you had like a lot of these support type uh, companies that would hide the phone number and try to push you into live chat or like an email form, right? Uh, because it makes it easier for them to address those things, either multiples or in times when call volume was lower. And I don't think like as, as service companies that we look at things with data driven mindsets and like what days are our busiest days for phone calls and emails. And when I add this live chat, to the website or online booking, how does it affect my phone calls? And, and the data that we had back in the day was there was very little cannibalization of phone calls or emails when you add live chat, but there was like a 20 to 30% boost in overall leads, Right. And there was more cannibalization of emails than there was of phone calls, which just told us that people didn't want to call uh, or the people that did want to call absolutely wanted to call. That was their preferred method of contact. But the people that wanted to fill out forms, there was a small percentage of them that would rather have the answer quicker through live chat. Where the backlash comes in is, is that the live chat can be the death of you too, right? So like if you don't answer the live chat, the expectations of someone who's starting a live chat knowing there's someone on the other end is, uh, I think if I recall correctly, it was like 20 to 30 second response uh, at the beginning and in between uh, interactions. So uh, it definitely puts a stress on a small business like uh, a garage door company. If you got one person that's answering the phones, you know, booking, booking and live chat and all that stuff. But that's where it's so great where now you got like AI and you got all these built-in like uh, parameters, if this, then that type of thing. So can you uh, elaborate on any data that maybe you guys have like that, that could be helpful for business owners in the garage door industry? Absolutely. Uh, so as you mentioned, uh, <clears throat> timing is crucial. So the sooner you answer, uh, you, you have better odds of closing the job. Uh, we clearly see that as time goes by, cancellation rates and just uh, they, they we call them win rates are uh, are much much lower. 
So it's called in, in the sales industry to punch or not to punch, to punch right now. So yeah. answering immediately is, is crucial. Uh, there will be unanswered calls. So we also have stats about um, about 25 to 40% of the calls are not answered specifically in non-business hours. But guess what? This is when people are calling you in many cases. Uh, just for that, I mean, you're talking about AI and automation. We do all all bunch of it. Uh, but it, it can be solved with a simple automation. Uh, our work is automation center. One of the most successful automations are when a call is missed, send the client a booking link. Why do we do that? Because it's better if you didn't answer to have the other side have mm. the ability to book you, right? That's so freaking smart, dude. I'm it works well and it's now. simple. It works well and it's simple. We have, Holy cow. we have tons of Yo, these automations. Didi, stop right there, bro. Pump the brakes. Pump the freaking brakes. What percentage of people click that link and book from a missed call? Most of them. No. They just call the business. Why do you call a business? Whether to sell them. So when you say most, that's greater than 50%. Do you have the official number? Or I can get it. I can get it to you. I don't have it in front of me right now, but most of them will click and book. I want it. Dude, that's freaking brilliant. That's freaking brilliant. I love that idea. Now, if it's a landline, which uh, maybe you should be shot for having a landline anyway, but if it was a landline, maybe they're at work, right? Um, they won't get that. But if it if it's received on the other end, I could see how that would be valuable. And and um, okay, next question. You don't answer. Go to voicemail or go to call call center, like a third party call center. It really depends on the business. Some of the businesses that we work with are emergency-based. Many of them are garage doors. Uh, emergency, if you don't answer the phone, they're going to call somebody else. Okay, so yeah. you need to know what you're doing uh, best. If it's installations or more, you know, commercial, that's that's fine. People will wait for you. Uh, so emergencies, definitely go to call centers. Uh, any other business that is more relationship-based, yeah, uh, definitely go to go at the voicemail. What we do, by the way, again, I, um, people are keeping, we, we have tens of thousands of voicemails every, every week. I mean, it's, it's big. We are, again, we are a phone system. We're an embedded phone system. Uh, not like other uh, vendors out there that are using, you know, third parties. This is what we do. We have also US patents on it. That's why I have all the data, by the way. Uh, people are leaving voicemails. Unfortunately, nobody is listening to them. Okay. Right. So what we do, because we know that we transcribe and Push them as leads. Uh, we just take the data. We, it's easy today, right? You extract the information and push it as a lead. So you know the name, you know where they called from, obviously. You know what they want. And once you have it on text, uh, again, we drive the action from the business side. Uh, and it's much easier. When everything goes into one system, it's not a voicemail anymore. It's basically an incoming lead. And once it's an incoming lead, usually the dispatcher or the owner will get back to them. Mm-hmm. You know. If somebody's calling, you cannot answer, as you mentioned, a baby is crying. That's a good way of, uh, you know, a good example. But if it's a text message, getting back to you in a second, Ryan, uh, I see what you need, getting back to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Again, the reply, the response time is crucial. It's not when you're going to get there. It's how fast you reply to the customer. It usually creates almost 100% win rate. Okay. I mean, can't argue with numbers, and I'm a big fan of data. 
We I, love I data. Love, yeah, me too. Um, you, you want another piece of information? Uh, give it all to me, bro. Tipping. Spoilers. Tipping is big, okay? Uh, actually, the garage door industry uh, taught me that. Uh, retaining uh, your, your employees is super, super challenging. Uh, the best way to retain your employees is obviously to pay them more, which is hard in many cases because you're trying to build a profitable business. Very much like the restaurant industry, tipping is common. Uh, I didn't know about it. I mean, I knew that we, we had this feature before, but it's it wasn't that robust. Uh, once the, once I, I'm traveling a lot in the United States just to look for uh, new ways or new interactions, how my, my technicians are working with customers. And I realized that tipping is part of the game. If somebody did the extra mile, people love to, to tip. You just need to enable them to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have cash and, you know, it, it can be through Zelle and so on. But it, if it's not easy, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Starbucks knows knows about it for, for ages, right? The, the Starbucks way. Just yeah. turn the, the screen to you. Why a technician shouldn't be uh, able to get that? You don't have to if you don't believe in that as a business owner. But to be honest, 40% of the transactions are getting tips. And what, what is more surprising that the average is 11%. doesn't matter what the ticket size is. The average across the board in any industry is 11% tipping. Now, from my perspective, these two numbers uh, means only one thing. 5% on your top line. That's 5% that you didn't have beforehand. It's only enabling one feature only. Now, again, it, it doesn't happen too much in commercial. But if most of what you do is is residential, you're just leaving money on the table. Well, aren't you giving that money to your employees? So it's not really going to be like um, a profit. And, and, and here's the thing. They are the most important asset of yours. Hire them, retain them, train yeah. them. It's more expensive than you can imagine. If you don't understand that, don't go into the service business. Just work alone. Yeah. Your employees I, are your most important asset. These are the guys... I, I, that's the benefit, right? It's not it's not so much like net profit, more so than it would be like what well, what happens when your service professional makes an extra four hundred dollars that week in tips. You can or, afford you can afford hiring more expensive people, smarter people, people that are more sales savvy. When they get to a garage, they don't just say, Okay, let me fix your engine or whatever, right? They're gonna go on over the checklist that you actually ask them to do. They're going to go over the checklist and actually provide you with pure profit. Again, it all goes by to the quality of the people and how long they stay with you. This loyalty, this relationship between the owner and the employees is getting into the bottom line. This 5% is just the tip of the iceberg in many ways. Yeah, that's good data. I like that. Um, so you guys have that built into your product when it, during checkout. Yes, and again, it's it's supposed to drive better customer service. Yeah. You don't need to force your customers to tip you. Obviously, they don't owe that specifically in the service industry. But if you if you drive through, I don't know, traffic right now for two hours just to get them away of the garage because they need to go to work, and and you're smiling and you say, "Okay, let me save you. Yeah, I'm going to save you. Just bear with me," and you give them the extra mile, most people will tip you. That's awesome. I agree. And I think that's huge. It would be 
it would be nice if we had that feature because I don't think we have that in Service Titan. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it would definitely, like if my installers and my service people got tipped and made a couple hundred bucks every week, that would be, and I'm sure, like I do know they get tips, but it's more of them like pulling cash out of their pocket and giving them what they've got, you know, rather than just adding it to the card and making it easy like restaurants do. I think it's really smart of you. Um, so employee retention, employee reduction, because you're automating a bunch of systems and processes. So reducing office staff, which is fixed income and hard costs to the bottom line, but enabling and making better for field people. So we're heading in the right direction here. Absolutely. I like it. Now, the goal is to you guys make it simple. Watching, make it simple. Yeah. For those of you guys watching on YouTube, uh, my man Didi here has some awards there. Can you walk us through uh, some of these awards that you have on your screen? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we, we're having them for the last four years, so... Uh, it's getting old for me, but uh, again, this is what I wake up every morning for. Um, the, there are, uh, it's called, uh, uh, you know, the quadrants, or basically it's all bunch of uh, field service uh, companies fighting for uh, the attention of good reviews, very much like a field service company. Uh, in, in Google G2, there are many, many uh, vendors out there. Most of them are through Gartner, which is... Uh, the most prestigious, I guess, uh, analyst company in the world. Uh, the goal is to send customers over there and to ask them to give an honest review of the company. We do have bad reviews, not just good reviews. I think any business have them. Mm -hmm. But if from hundreds of reviews at every platform out there, uh, you get 4.5 and above, and most of the reviews are praising you for being simple and easy to use, you're probably onto something. Um, uh, every every aspect of, of these reviews are, are, uh, are super important for us. And bad reviews, we read them, I read them, and just to be better. Okay, uh, This is how you get good reviews. You confront with the bad ones, you listen to the good ones, and you call the client and ask, how can I get better? How can I get better? How can I fix that? And if you take a risk and make it an opportunity in, in field service business or in the software business, again, it's exactly the same. Every well, risk on is topic an opportunity. Of reviews, um, what what are happy customers say they love most about Workbees? They love the partnership most than anything. I think that our customer uh, success and support teams are really wanting to help, really want, because... Again, you have your own processes. Not all software is born the same, and they are not fit exactly to your throughout your, your your process. We really try to solve the problem for you and to give you best practices all over the place. That's the first thing I would I would say that is is great about uh, us. And again, this is what people will say: days of use. You just plug in, and after forty minutes, probably your I mean, most of it is syncing with QuickBooks Online. You have all your data and, and you can just start working. Um, so that, so before you go too far down this road, what is, um, like uh, you said, we all have bad reviews, right? Um, what is something that people wish was different with WorkEase that maybe you're working on or maybe a common complaint or 
whatever, like, uh, can't all be good. Right. So <laughs> absolutely, uh, software is not uh, perfect. Can you give us one thing that maybe you guys could do better or that customers have common complaints on? It's usually going to be down to, uh, you know, more features. Uh, so, uh, we just introduced service plans, but we didn't have them for a long time. So people were complaining about them. Again, I'm not sure that if you guys are using them, but in general, uh, we see that uh, goes from the HVAC plumbing industry to the garage door industry. Many garage door companies are basically offering subscriptions. Okay? Give me 100 bucks and I'm going to visit your uh, garage door, oil it for four times a year. Okay, It's going to save you a whole bunch of money. Well, that's a free money for you. Uh, so we introduced it and now it's not a problem anymore. Multi-day jobs, that's stuff. Again, anything that goes uh, from an installation perspective or larger projects, uh, we're not uh, the best software to do that at this point. Uh, in the next few quarters, we're probably going to introduce that. Uh, again, most of our clients are doing uh, emergency services, some commercial. Uh, so that's where our uh, you know, uh, bread and butter. Uh, yeah. As we go, we're going to add more and more features, but it's always going to be on on uh, on the sake of ease of use. If it's not going to be easy to use, we're not going to release that. And yes, people are complaining that uh, you know why can't you be like Service Titan? So okay, I don't want to be Service Titan. I'm not. I don't think that uh, we're even fighting for the same crowds. I do believe that some businesses must have Service Titan or Salesforce or work with, uh, but most businesses. I'm just paying too much, to be honest. Paying too much and getting too little. As long as I can, uh, you know, balance the value for the price that I'm asking, I think that uh, we have a great offering for most businesses, most growing businesses in the United States. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been a great podcast. I think um, you've dropped some nuggets and things that I'm going to shut this off and get started on put it in the pipeline to get working on um, that is simple ideas, but just, you know, I think in time like this, we need to execute on, on everything that we can to convert as much as we can. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Is there anything that you want to share with the audience before we uh, close it out? Absolutely. We're getting into the holiday season. It's like the low season for most businesses, except for maybe snow removal. Um, don't give up on this season. It's your time to shine. Invest in software, invest in advertising, invest in your employees, uh, and get through the uh, you know hard times uh, much much stronger. If you just sit home and take a very long vacation, don't expect to be successful next year. Part of it is having a field service software, of course. Uh, part of it is just investing in yourself. You you mentioned it on your own. I mean, read books, go to trainings, guys. This is the only way to succeed. Yeah, I agree. Got to invest in yourself. Uh, Didi, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. I know my my listeners uh, really appreciate it because there's definitely some nuggets to take away um, and implement. And so uh, certainly can't implement them all in, in one day, but put them on your project list and plan these out and prioritize. And if you're interested in um, setting up an account workies, it's pretty simple. You just go to it's workies.com, right? W R Yep. W O R K I Z. Uh W R K I Z dot com. 
and um, just sign up for the free version. Check it out. See if you like it. Navigate around. And, um, you know, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Any uh, special promotions or um, signups or anything that you can share R with them? Right now we're running, obviously, the uh, November uh, craze, uh, you know, Black Friday and so on. So, obviously, we have a special promotion for you all. If uh, since this isn't going to be released until Tuesday, which is almost a week from now, could you offer a special discount code? for two days just for our listeners? Absolutely. Just say uh, I came from uh, Ryan Lucia podcast and we're going to take care of it. Boom. There you go. Thank you, Didi, for doing that. We really appreciate it. And guys, if you're listening to the podcast and you're interested in signing up for a paid version of WorkEase, make sure you reach out to them. He'll notify his staff that if you mention Torsion Talk podcast or Ryan Lucia, although you can, don't need a discount for the free version, you can go do that right now. So make sure you check it out. If you're not happy with your current provider and looking for one that's hungry to serve our industry, check out WorkEase, W-O-R-K-I-Z.com. Thank you. Perfect, guys. Thank you very much.